It's time for The Drive's Top 5 at 5. Quitting time on your Friday, 5 o'clock here on Fan Run Radio. It is The Drive, hour number three, getting fired up here at National Law Rex. And we send things back to the White Claw Hard Seltzer Studios. Marcus Young, standing by in your top five at five. Marcus, what do you got? Thank you, Russell. At number one, Tennessee Vols baseball starts this weekend as they have three games slated starting tonight at 8 p.m. Eastern time. They will be playing Arizona in Scottsdale for the MLB Desert Invitational. You can watch this game on the MLB Network or MLB.com. Bear, I, I have some more breaking college baseball injury news. Hit me. As it pertains to our Vol baseball team. Oh, and, no. And th- this, is not, this is not nearly the concern that uh, Tommy Tanks' injury is, but it, does, it could have significant ramifications. I hope this isn't my number two, but go ahead. I'm told that uh, Tony Vitello will be sporting a new look tonight that hopefully won't last long. What's that? Am I, am I confusing you? Is that you find this bizarre? Has he got a, is he in a walking boot? No. Apparently, Tony V took a foul ball off the dome. Oh, no. Yeah, and is rocking a shiner. Sweet. He'll look, he'll look, even, so I, he'll look I, even meaner. You imagine how menacing he's going to look tonight with a shiner? Well, I just I just hope this doesn't disappoint the uh, female contingent of our fan base. Chicks. Who will be toned. I, I hope this isn't like when Dan Cortez had his rock climbing accident in Seinfeld and Elaine didn't like him anymore. No, I totally. He's we're, just got a shiner, man. He, he's not in a full we're body. Were the words cast. radical reconstructive facial surgery ever uttered? No. No. Tony Tony is like uh, Dan Cortez in that episode. And I am like George Costanza, his his dorky friend, trying to tag along and be cool. I make some delicious sandwiches. Yeah. All I'll you say t- about that is, is ch- chicks dig scars, Russell. You, you telling me to step off? Step off? Oh, oh, Tony, no. His name was Tony even in anyway. We'll keep an eye on this developing situation with Tony Vitello's black eye tonight in Arizona. Marcus. Uh, number two. Uh, Tennessee baseball will actually be without a couple of individuals. Uh, Griffin Merritt will be serving a two-game suspension from his time in Cincinnati. The Vols transfer outfielder will be unavailable for tonight's game and Saturday, but will be available for the UC San Diego game on Sunday. Along with that, Vols pitching coach Frank Anderson is also serving a suspension Friday today, uh, the final game of his three-game punishment after he was tossed against Notre Dame on June 10th. You think Hothead Griffin Merritt will fit in, already fitting in really well with his new teammates. I mean, when you begin your Tennessee career with a suspension. For bad yeah, you, behavior. You know, you, you know he's going to fit in. Yeah. I mean, should I, I feel like it's set up for both of them if, if you let him and Frank sit next to, next to each other in the dugout, Russ. I'm here for it. I think it's going to be fun to – to add to the uh, the type of exciting culture that we have here at Tennessee. Uh, at number three, 
Tennessee basketball also this weekend. Number 10 Tennessee men's basketball will be playing tomorrow at 1 p.m. on CBS, taking on Kentucky at Rupp Arena in Lexington. Three-point favorite. Like Triple it. J and uh, Phillips at a game time decision once again, according to Rick Barnes today. I feel like Phillips is the more likely to play. Hmm. I also feel like Barnes is not exactly wanting to rush those guys back. No, I mean, it's pretty much common knowledge. I thought it was around town, basically, that I kind of felt like we'll see Triple J when he's 100%. When he's ready to go right. around town is the vibe I got. But I don't know. I mean, it, it makes it a lot easier for him. We need to get something out of him off the offensive end. But right now you got the guy that's picked up a lot of the minutes is playing defense at a superhuman level. At number four, Tiger Woods one over could eventually miss this cut at the Genesis Invitational. Seems that Tiger Woods playing in his – and an official PGA Tour event for the first time in more than seven months might need some help to stick around for the weekend. Yeah, I saw that. He had some very Tiger-like comments for us after his round. Oh, yeah, what did he say? Hold on, let me pull it up here. Sorry. Did, I, was, did, I mean, have you seen the controversy? Or the, I was going to uh, bring that up as well. Part he of said, uh, should have shot probably five or six better than this easily. Mm-hmm. Along with this uh, potential being cut from the Invitational, Tiger is also dealing with a little bit of controversy as he apologized today for a prank that he pulled on a friend of his, Justin Thomas. Uh, Apparently, on the ninth hole at the Riviera Country Club, Woods covertly passed a tampon to Thomas's right hand as they walked down the fairway. See how it drove him. Thomas immediately uh, dropped it to the ground. Woods put his arm around Thomas as they both laughed. Quote from Woods saying, yeah, it was supposed to be all fun and games, and obviously it hasn't turned out that way. If I offended anybody, that was not the case. It was just friends having fun. God, man, I wish so bad. I mean, if there's anybody that could tell the uh, the cancel people, uh, like, yes, no, I'm, I'm, I'm not apologizing. You're just going to have to deal with it. Not sorry for anything. It, it would be him. Yeah, because I mean, this is minor compared to some of the other stuff that they've come after him about. It's minor compared to anything that happens in any round of golf played at any course in the country on the, you know, uh, on on the weekend. Yeah, this is standard male bonding. Get over it. Golly, man, there's too damn many cameras everywhere. Who cares? I I just I, mean, I I don't. But I mean that's that's the byproduct of you know these guys are under a microscope. There were cameras all over, like you're saying, every golf course in the country. I mean, I don't know what to tell you. This the is how we behave. Are not the is it infantile? Yes, is not the issue here. The issue is idiots looking to be offended over anything, and uh, people who don't even care about golf. Don't even care about Tiger Woods. You have to think the way I think and have to adhere to my standards of decency even when I'm not around. Stupid. Go away. And finally, at number five, an unlikely standoff uh, thrills some tourists on the Bahamas boat tour as uh, a dog takes on a hammerhead shark. 
Wow. It's quite a matchup. Uh, what kind of dog? Uh, let's see. Uh, it does not mention the breed of dog. I'm going to go ahead and say... Let's, let's throw Rottweiler out there. I, I feel like that might be the best one to, to face a hammerhead. versus a hammerhead shark bear. Who you got? I'm going to go with a shark in water. Yeah, so here's here's the story. Hey, if it's in water, no, I'm going shark. with the shark. I don't know, man. If you get the right kind of dog, like even if uh, it depends on the size of the shark, but I'm telling you, if, if the dog gets lucky – and get and could get a bite down like on a shark's nose or us. It's all over. It's all over. So the uh, apparently it's a rare a, a rare sight over at, at these Bahama boat tours of seeing a hammerhead shark travel nearby and uh, a dog dove from a nearby dock to confront the hammerhead shark. Wow! So went to fairly deep water. Yeah, the tourists aboard the four-hour tour. He could be heard shouting and pleading with the dog to turn back in the video Don't on social it. media. Uh, and the dog just ignored them, paddled about, uh, paddled after the 12 foot shark, oh. which thrashed as the two animals circled each other in the water near a private island near the southern Bahamas. Then the shark swam away slowly, much to the delight of the, of the crowd. So the I shark. I wonder what the hell was going through that shark's head. The shark just ignored the dog. Yeah, I don't know. It was probably just like, I don't really care. Dog likes to fight, dog. What about it, Russ? I'm going to kick your ass, hammerhead <laughs> shark. Here I come. They don't you give a... and I are going to fight in the ocean. They don't give a breed name, but they just said it was a medium-sized dog, and it was black and tan, so not a Rottweiler. It's probably a pit mix. I don't know. I've seen some dogs in my day. I don't know about 12 foot, but I've seen some vicious dogs. Thank you, Marcus. That is the top five at five brought to you by our friends right here at National Law Rex. If you want to find out more about the Ananda Professional CBD products they have here, I saw a woman in here earlier uh, talking with Dane about those, and uh, they'll get you hooked up out here. You got any CBD questions if you're dealing with some sort of pain that is causing you discomfort, anxiety, anything like that. If you're having trouble sleeping at night, they've got a CBD product especially for that, a nighttime CBD aid from Ananda Professional. And you can get it shipped to your house anywhere. If you're listening to this right now, just go to nationallawrex.com. You will have to call down here um, and they will, they'll fill out the form and mail it directly to your door. Ananda Professional, the best CBD products available anywhere in the known universe and it's right here for you at national rx well that wasn't the only uh, animal attack story we have today gentlemen what's going on very sad story out of ireland uh oh this week a man has died after an altercation with an aggressive blank what kind of what kind in of animal? ireland what kind of animal in Ireland do you think took down this um, this poor fellow in Ireland? A wombat? No. Mm. Marcus? Oh, I feel like it's going to... A, a wombat? Yeah. 
think that's I, Australian. I'm not even sure what that is. I've I've heard of those before. I, I don't. I couldn't. It's a large hedgehog kind of looking thing. Okay. It's a marsupial, I believe. What's your guess, Marcus? I'm gonna go a little bit more simple. I'm gonna say squirrel. A squirrel. Vicious squirrel. That's your final answer. I'd rather have that than a wombat. I don't, wombat in Ireland doesn't make much sense to me. Maybe he's keeping well, it you're as both, a pet. You're, you're both wrong. Man was found killed in his own kitchen by a chicken. Well, now I could see that. If it, if it got you just right, Nick, like an artery or something. An aggressive chicken. Jasper Krause of Ireland was attacked at his home uh, earlier this month. He also has a heart condition, passed away following the altercation oh. with the chicken, according to the Irish examiner. So he had a heart attack? Uh, evidently, he was also a, a cancer patient in remission. So this guy had, I mean, he's got a heart condition, he's had cancer, and now he's got a chicken coming after him. He's found lying in his kitchen in a pool of blood. Note to self, Bear does with not eat a live chicken, Russ. Wounds on the back of his legs. It pecked him to death. Yeah, so I was going to say, I mean, if it, if it if it hits something, if it clawed just right, but then another part of me is thinking, I mean, you go ahead and give up your hands. I mean, you know your, your hands are going to get chewed up and everything, but I feel like I could catch a, catch a chicken, even a mad one. And then if you get your hands on it, then you just, you know, you do what you got to do. You snap its neck. Man's uh, man was found by his daughter. Unfortunately, it's a terrible situation. Uh, they they were able to determine that it was the chicken because uh, his last words. Apparently, uh, after uh, he was found, he was going in and out of consci consciousness, and his last word was, "quote rooster." End quote. What of the hip? Is man? this some kind of dad joke? I'm just not getting. Or what is if, this a real story? This is a real story, man. What if uh, what if the hitman was like nicknamed Rooster? You know, like what if what if he had like a neck tattoo that said Rooster? Yeah, they come to snuff the rooster. See a squirrel. Song. If it was a real chicken, I feel like squirrel isn't that crazy anymore. Now your your guess was actually much closer than Bears. If you've seen like the Holy Grail with like the the rabbit, like imagine that, but with a squirrel just coming for your neck. I mean, squirrels are not nice. I know they've got a, they've got a really good PR department as a species, but huh? Had some friends, their daughters somehow baby squirrels' nest got disturbed, and they raised these squirrels or two of them. And you couldn't go over to their house. These squirrels would like claw in the cage, and then they'd spray you. If you walked in that room, vicious little things. Tough way to go out. Getting Tough pecked to, to death out. by a chicken. Yep. R.I.P. in peace. Rooster. You have to put that chicken down, don't you? No, I'm frying him. Eat him? Yeah. I'd tell him while I was getting ready to put this, him down, we're going to eat you. This, this is You're the chicken that killed dad. Yum. He was tasty. You, we will avenge your death, Father. Chicken, you're getting ready to get it. 
All right, thank you, Marcus. Top five of five brought to you by uh, National Law Rex this afternoon. We're here for another two segments of the show. If you want to jump in, go ahead and uh, take a shot now. 865-546-8200, your number to uh, get on board. 546-8200. If you want to chime in this afternoon on the Big Orange Phillies phone lines, we'll take a quick break. Back with more right after this. The Docket, brought to you by Fox and Farmer, the Car Wreck Pro attorneys. Find out what's going on in the sports slash legal world this afternoon. And uh, we'll start with the NCAA asking a federal appeals court on Wednesday to reject a legal effort to make colleges treat D1 athletes like employees and start paying them an hourly wage. Interesting story here. Lawyers for the student athletes said that weekly they often spend 30 hours or more on their sport and often need money for expenses, even if they are on full scholarship. And they believe the athletes deserve a share in the millions that are spent on coaches, college administrators, and facilities, and the billions that networks pay to televise college sports. They're not seeking pay equivalent to their market value, but only a modest across-the-board pay rate similar to those earned by work-study students, according to the lawyers. This doesn't open up a circumstance in which there's a bidding war for top talent, according to the lawyer. NCAA urged the court to uphold the tradition of college athletes being unpaid amateurs. Critics of the pay-for-play scheme also fear that the cost could lead schools to cut sports that don't generate as much or any revenue while sending more resources to their profitable football and basketball programs. That's exactly what's going to happen. I, it, number one, it's not a scheme. It, it, the way the NCAA is, is phrasing all their stuff, and then they get in court and they just get shredded by these judges. Like, I kind of followed this. I mean, the NCAA attorney told the judges that they are not professional athletes because they play without an expectation of compensation. One of the justices replied, isn't that because the colleges and the NCAA agree that they can't be paid? Well, here's the thing, man. Uh, like, what what does across the board mean? And, and how much are you going to be asking them to pay? Because, okay, the, the Power Five conferences can, can do that. But what's going to happen is if, if that's the law and all these schools have to pay across the board, we're not just talking football and basketball, right? We're talking about every, athlete, every scholarship athlete on campus. Yeah. So, so all the women's sports that don't make any money, they're going to be getting paid too. Is uh, the schools like, you know, it's, it's not going to be uh, Tennessee and Alabama and Kansas and, and North Carolina. It's going to be Old Dominion. It's going to be ETSU. It's going to be, you know, all these uh, Tennessee Tech. Uh, schools that are going to have to cut sports because they're not going to be able to afford to do that because they're spending, you know, every dollar they make, they're spending to hire a football coach or, um, you know, whatever, whatever they're, wherever they're putting their, go tour the facilities over at ETSU. I have, it's nothing special. Okay. Um, it's, you know, uh, Look, I, I get it. We talk about it all the time. Yeah, uh, I mean, the the coaches are paid too much, and and, and the payers and the players aren't getting paid much at all. Um, there's an imbalance there, and there are things that 
could I, I think that money could be better spent on. But this is going to have uh, the end up having the opposite effect of what I would like to see, which is for, find a way to force these schools to spend all this surplus money on more scholarships for more sports. Let's find a way to put all these baseball players on full scholarship. Let's get a um, a gymnastics program going for the ladies. Let's bring in men's soccer, uh, some other sports, and continue to grow that and create more opportunities for young people to go to school on scholarship. That's what I would like to see happen, even more than you know, uh, football players who are only going to be at a particular school for a year or two anyway make 20 grand a year on top of they're already very, very generous uh, scholarship and, and everything that they're getting stipends on top of that now as well. Yeah, it's just it, it's such a such a complicated issue. And the other thing they aren't going to be able to afford, I mean, I don't somebody called in. I, I don't know if you touched on it, but was the whole workman's compensation aspect of it. I mean, that's a massive, massive expense so yeah it's gonna be interesting to see uh what what happens there that that uh if that goes through would uh, dramatically reshape the the face of college athletics even more in this slow moving paradigm shift that we've been watching play out over the past couple of years and continuing to play out over the foreseeable future in college sports meanwhile we got an update on the michael irvin case as uh he he continues to stay in the dark about exactly why he was pulled off the air from Super Bowl coverage for the NFL Network and ESPN last week. You remember the story? He was uh, accused of uh, something in a hotel room at a Marriott. Judge ordered uh, judge in the former wide receiver's $100 million defamation lawsuit in the matter has ordered the Marriott hotel chain to turn over the video recordings, turn over the tapes, and other e- de- uh, details in hopes of shedding some light on the allegations he was sent home from the side of the super bowl following a complaint lodged at the renaissance phoenix downtown he maintains that he had a brief and amicable conversation with a woman in the hotel lobby shook her hand and then went on his way home woman has since been revealed to be an employee of the hotel and complained to management about her interaction with the hall of famer that's a this is a weird one man somebody's lying yeah and if if, it, if 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 it's false, I don't I don't blame him one bit. I mean, yeah, it's just it, it's bad. If I, you know, I don't know what's worse that he did it, Russ, or that he didn't do it and he's being accused of it. I think they're equally bad, and I would hope that if there is video, video recording of of the thing, and and it, and it's captured, in he sh- uh, you know that that should set, shed a lot of light on it i mean if there's not audio i realize there's still a little bit of gray area but we'll, we'll i would think you would be able to know if it's what he says and it was a brief interaction and a handshake that should be you would think you could corroborate that with video yeah It'll and be uh interesting to follow this yeah we'll see what happens the playmaker michael Irvin. yeah working through a uh Legal snafu. That is the docket. It's brought to you by Fox and Farmer, the Car Wreck Pro attorneys. Check them out online at foxandfarmer.com. And don't forget, if you end up injured in an accident, whether it's a car accident, motorcycle accident, slip and fall accident, 
any kind of situation where you end up injured and it's ruined your quality of life or you can't work, can't earn, and you're having major issues, call Fox and Farmer. Sit down with them. Discuss your case. Doesn't cost you a dime. A free, no obligation consultation. They don't get paid unless you do. Their number is 865-531-9400. That's 531-9400. And again, they're online at foxandfarmer.com. Don't forget to tell them you heard about it right here on Fan Run Radio. Let's go back to the Big Orange Phillies phone lines. Wes in Franklin is next. Hello, Wes. Afternoon, boys. How you doing? Wes, we're doing well. I hope you're having a, a happy birthday. We heard it was your special day earlier. I am. Yeah, I've been getting some things done. Just had a uh, just had a workout to the old Vision Quest soundtrack. A lot of bangers on that CD, my friends. I'll tell you what, Vision though. Quest. What's really... What's what's really made for a happy birthday week was uh, after those uh, two crappy games, seeing uh, the balls get back in the wind column. I tell you, after that Missouri game, it was uh, I was thinking who I would trust more over Viscovi at the free throw line, and it was getting to be a toss up between uh, Ronnie Millsap and Bear. And uh, you know, <laughs> yeah, Bear's Bear's free throw shots probably about as good as his uh, the playlist on his iPod, which I'm sure is a steady diet of Oasis, Barry Manilow, and uh, Billy Ocean. Wow. You want to get wow. flushed on your birthday, big boy. Move along, yeah, Wes. No, all right. Hey, hey, look, I'm sorry. No, Bear's a good guy. I mean, he, he knocked out cancer like he knocks out those bags of Sweet 16 donuts and uh, McDonald's apple pies. Take that, you roly-poly bastard. <laughs> oh, Wow. Why is Bear crying? Because he just got dunked on. And I'm sorry, the, the flush five seconds after he hung up on you is... <sighs> that, that's not a good luck either. We go to commercial? Is it time yet? Barry Manilow and Billy Ocean? Yeah, he's a cheap shot artist, that punk and clown. I don't know why we take that guy's calls. It was that was like a triple hitter right there that he had on you. <laughs> that was a that was a Weston Frank. He's feeling himself today. Bear was like Rocky in the first round. No defense, just take just eating those body shots right to the face, too. Work at the everything. You just took it. That was. I wasn't ready for that, Russ. What the hell was the last one? said i believe the quote was you knocked out the big c just the way you knocked out those bags of, of sweet 16 donuts and rc cola yeah that's, you yeah. fat roly-poly <laughs> bastard yeah and then he had a, a maniacal laugh too which was that that was the coup de gras the <laughs> yeah, that really made it at the oh, end didn't it i can't wait to see wes It'll happen sooner rather than later, I would imagine. Outstanding work, Westicles. Good to hear from you this afternoon. Happy birthday, Wes, you clown. 865-546-8200. Your number to get on board. The Big Orange Phillies phone lines on this Friday afternoon edition of the show. We are some two and a half hours out from first pitch tonight. 
as uh, Tony Vitello's Band of Merry Men, the baseball Vols, getting set to take to the field tonight in Arizona against Arizona. We'll see uh, see how much orange is in the stands this weekend. I know there's a lot of a lot of Tennessee fans down there in the desert. We'll see if they get out there and show out. As we're basically playing Arizona in their home state, Grand Canyon in their home on on their home field. As a matter of fact, tomorrow. Grand Canyon. Yeah, then uh, San Diego, I guess, on, on Saturday. Uh, Where that? Scottsdale? Well, they're playing all, all three games at different locations. 67 and cloudy right now. Ooh, nice. Oh, heck yeah. Tomorrow, 72 and sunny. 71 and cloudy. You know it's not going to rain. It's just going to be kind of overcast. It's a dry heat. Yeah. That's what they say. Have you ever been out there? Yes. Actually, I have. I've never been there. Oh, you went to the Grand Canyon, didn't you? Uh, yeah. The coolest trip, best vacation I've ever been on. Did y'all go by car? To the Grand Canyon? <laughs> no. Oh. Well, I mean, I didn't no, know if your dad went flew. like full Clark Griswold. Drove you cross country. I've done that. We went from uh, Montana to, to Tennessee. Good Lord. Oh, yeah. We've heard this story before. How many times you get whipped on the way? On the way? <laughs> How many times did I get? None. What? I was a good child. Really? For the most part. Like, me and my brothers going from Knoxville to New York City growing up, you, you're looking over-under on uh, car stoppages with uh, just absolute ass bustings on the side of the road, anywhere between three and four is a good number. I feel like I did fairly well well on the trip because we went through Yellowstone, so like I was just like enamored by like all the cool places we were going to. I don't think I really got into trouble that much on that trip. I feel like that would be a fun road trip, although road trips back when Bear and I were growing up totally different than road trips now. Oh yeah, totally different. Oh, the, just. There weren't these fancy gas stations with eight gazillion choices well, of beverages and treats and. Well, yeah, and, and the car the cars were different, and yeah, there were no to, phones. As as the big, there was nothing to do, man. Stare our out the trip, window. Our our trip, you know, twice twice a year was always, uh, my my, all all our people were in South Carolina, That's so we would trip, drive, though. in a in a station wagon. For uh, you youngsters, go up and look up a picture. Not a not a comfortable vehicle, big vehicle, but not a comfortable one. And so it's me and my three my my parents up. I mean they're they're on the they're in the lap of luxury up front. Me and my brothers are. It's just one bench seat in the back. You remember the station wagon, right, Bear? Yeah, the, ours the had the is, way back. The That's... way back is full full of stuff, right? I mean we're going five people five people across oh sure we, we so go like, with there's, six. No room, there's no room back there so it's it's me and my two brothers on the bench in the back for it's like a seven hour ride but you know you're going through the mountains you got to stop you've got to go to the bathroom and, and all that stuff you talk about sheer boredom like you know you're like an hour in to that seven hour ride are we there yet how much longer? 
it's hot. I'm bored. Can we stop? Can we go to McDonald's? Yeah, see, we had my pop would put all like all the luggage on with, with one of those giant moon rack things, <laughs> and he would put me and my brothers in the way way back, and then my sister oh. was the buffer between us and him. My sister got the whole back seat to herself. She nice. had a blanket all laid out, her girl stuff, whatever it was at the time, or magazines, and her, I don't know, whatever girls do. And the three of us would just be in the way, way back, like Thunderdome style. <laughs> so we had really stupid game. We played like the slapping game. It's oh, getting yeah. big now. They got a pro league. We missed oh, our, yeah. we, we, me and we my brothers just, missed our set, missed our time. We'd end up just beating the hell out of each other back there. That, that, I guess that was just a boy's thing. Like, yeah, you just you, look we'd over and you're like, pretty good for an hour or so. But uh, by the time we hit Asheville, it's just like uh, WrestleMania back there. Yeah. You're just looking over and you're like, you know what would spice up this trip? If I frogged him as hard as I could in his shoulder, that'd be funny. Well, and my, my youngest brother had it the roughest because he would always get stuck in the middle. So he's, he's just, he's middle. taking, he's just, He's just getting hammered from both sides. Uh, by, by both of us. And he, even if he even if he doesn't, even if he doesn't do anything to incur the wrath, like he, you know, he, even if me and the and the middle child are fighting, like it's he, it's happening right on top of it. Yeah, I mean he's still gonna catch it whether he's involved or not. He's gonna get hit. God, poor guy. It's a bygone era, Marcus. Now everybody's plugged into their DVD players and their headphones and they're streaming on their phones and playing their games and kids, brothers and sisters aren't beating the absolute snot out of each other. Yeah, they miss out on that seminal experience of growing up. Kids aren't getting punished you ever, on the side of interstates anymore. You ever do that game on road trips where you like, it's like the alphabet. You're trying to find. No, it's awful. You, oh, okay. did, did you ever catch the beating on the side of the road, Bear? They pull you over, just strap you right there on the side of the I, interstate. Have you not been paying? I'm, you're pulling a you're pulling a bear here. I told you the over under on that was like set at three and a half each way from Knoxville to New York. We were usually good. Winchester, Virginia, I think is the furthest we ever made it on that trip uh, for for an for an ass busting. Uh, the shortest we made it to the exit out by the zoo, leaving town. And I caught one. And I put my brother in a headlock and, like, just started yanking his hair for no reason. <laughs> I don't know. He did something. Headlock was always a good one to use on little brothers. Noogie. Uh, Full Nelson was one of my go-tos. Were you? I was an artist with a noogie. You get your knuckle out and dig it into their scalp real hard. You know what I'm talking about? You know what? You're an older brother. You know what the hell I'm talking about. I was really good at using, believe it or not, using my chin as a weapon. Oh, I could see that. You just use your chin, just dig it in there into the shoulder blade. Just, oh, man, you could really do some damage. See, it's funny you should admit this, this should come up because Rick Butler texted me earlier when you were, when you were talking to Ryan Shumpert and said that he, would, he was telling me how he could fist fight you. <laughs> And after I got done laughing so hard I was crying, I told him, you know, you'd kick his ass. Well, Rick, first of all, Rick learned a series of lessons today. A, don't text anything bear to bear that you wouldn't want 
shared with whoever you're texting Bear about. Two, I mean, if he wants to put the gloves on, we can make that happen. Poor Rick. We, he, can, a, he can take a punch. The kid's got an iron jaw. Talk about a uh, featherweight going up against, uh, I guess I'd be about a welterweight these days. More of a middleweight. Marvelous, mar- marvelous Russell Smith. That'd be your, your ring name, the marvelous one. Get those uh, tassels on my boots like him and Sugar Ray used to wear. Those are so cool. Those guys had style back then. So Stay with us. The drive continues. The shocking conclusion coming up. Speak now forever. Hold your peace. 865-546-8200. 546-8200. Final thoughts on uh, both of these games when we continue, including a bracketology update as both Lunardi and Palm have, have updated their predictions and projections when we continue right here on The Drive. It's Fan Run Radio. The Fan Run Radio, The Drive continues. Russell Bear and Marcus back with you. One more segment of The Drive getting started right now. Overtime coming up next on many of these Fan Run affiliates is we get you into the weekend here on Fan Run Radio. And look at this uh, bracketology stuff here real quickly before we give you our projections for the game tomorrow in Tennessee baseball over the weekend. Let's start with Lunardi. I'll go ahead and tell you, uh, Bear, first of all, both Lunardi and Jerry Palm have Tennessee as a three seed. I think that's very generous right now. I don't know about very generous, but I think that's pretty accurate. Yeah, that's what I would say. Yeah. Accurate. I mean, we we uh, we lost to Missouri and Vanderbilt. Yeah, and at, at that point, if, you, if that's the way it shakes out and you're a three seed, sure. then – it becomes all about draw, right? I mean, it's just about who who are you playing, wh- where are you playing, and what is the potential road to success look like? So let's start with Lenardi. He's got Tennessee as a three seed playing in Greensboro. It'll be a short trip. Hopefully, a lot of Tennessee fans could get in there, and uh, they'd be playing Vermont as the 14 seed there. When's the last time I feel like didn't we play them the past few years? I don't think so. I don't. I don't recall us ever playing Vermont. I could be or did wrong. Did they? Did they win a game in the tournament? I, Vermont sticks out to me for some reason. Maybe they won a. Maybe I just watched a game where they were hyper competitive. I don't know. Yeah, does not ringing a bell with me. Could be wrong. Uh, who would Tennessee get in the winner if they're able to survive 14 seed Vermont? They would play the winner of six seed Illinois versus 11 seed Memphis. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> I hope we don't get matched up with them just simply in, until they get all this this stuff sorted. I, I just don't want any part of any kind of um, sideshow and, until they can I, – I don't, so I don't know if that, if that play, relationship can be repaired at this point. So you would rather play the sixth seed in that scenario, Illinois, than 11 seed Memphis? I don't know. I didn't say that. Because <laughs> uh, because Big Ten teams are like our special kind of poison in the tournament. I feel like usually, yeah, big, yeah, that, strong, can't not going to be intimidated by a physical I mean, team. They play night I in night out like that up there. I guess you'd have to go ahead and take your chances against 
Oh, Memphis, God. But, Could you imagine? Yeah, it'd be such a storyline. And, I mean, of all the teams you do not want to lose to. No. No. Trying to see where Memphis is at in uh, the Kim Palm rankings right now. I think they had a big up. win last night, didn't they? I must have missed them because I'm they down to 100 not, now. They're not very good. Not very good at all. Evidently, I, I'm not seeing them. On, are, are they? Surely they're not in the. Surely they're in the top 100 of Ken Palm. I don't. It wouldn't surprise me if they weren't. Like I haven't followed them real closely. I, I've not followed them at all. I do I, follow I, some people that cover them, and I think uh, Jeff. Calkins or, or Paris, somebody out there tweeted much needed a gut check win the other night or something like that. So, I mean, they're, they're on the bubble. I mean, they're an 11 seed. Man, it's, yeah, it's so hard to find. Oh, and back, yeah, I've gone down and tried to find a team on one of those lists when you're looking down through 300 schools. Yeah, I'm usually pretty good at it, though. Spot it. Hawkeye. And uh, dang it, dang it if I can't find it right now. Hawkeye, Hawkeye. You know, you oh, do kind oh, of favor. Oh, wow. they, they, they're, they're number 37 on Kim Palm, bro. Oh. They're 20 and 6. It would be a terrible matchup. Yeah, I don't want any part of them. No. I mean, they're higher than, certainly higher than Vanderbilt. They're higher than Mizzou. Mizzou's 57. Florida's 46. Memphis is 37. Kentucky's 40. They're better than Kentucky. Hmm. Yeah. Well, let's hope uh, Jerry Palm doesn't know what the heck he's talking about. Uh, Texas is, is the two seed there, so potential rematch with Texas on a neutral court. I, that doesn't scare me. I don't know about you, Bear. Don't don't worry me none. No. If we, I mean, if we could get, I, I'd take a sweet 16 matchup with the Longhorns right now. That's kind of who Alabama reminded me of a little bit, just a, a much more athletic you know, more talented version of it, but I they were very similar. Jerry Palm uh, still has Tennessee against Iona. He's just in love with that matchup, I guess. A three fourteen matchup against Rick Patino's Fighting Gales. Or no, they're not the Gales. That's uh, who's that? That's I'm not sure. That's St. Mary's. Who will we play if we? Now that would be a Rick Patino special. Yeah, that'd be it. Why, why does it always seem like they say it doesn't matter, Palm and these guys, but when they do their bracketology, Tennessee's always got like a built-in storyline into their little pod of four teams. Like in that one version of Lunardi's, I guess it's Memphis and, and Palms. It's Rick Patino and Iona. Yeah, I really want to play Patino in a 14-3 matchup first round for us. Like that doesn't have disaster written all over it. Palm's got uh, – so Tennessee against Iona, you win that one, you'd be playing the winner of a 6-11 game between Creighton and Oral Roberts. Yeah, either one of those. It's Creighton the six. Yeah. I'd rather play them than Memphis or Illinois. You know who they recruited. Better. <laughs> Pretty heavily for a while. Tom? Two seed in this little pod is uh, Baylor. You make it to the Sweet 16, you're going to have a tough matchup there no matter no matter yeah, what, especially gotta, as a two seed or yeah. a three seed. You, you got to play somebody good to make it past the Sweet 16. 
I feel like. Well, let, let's hope that uh, Tennessee's troubles are behind them now and they go on a run and get hot and get up uh, to a two-seat again. I, I still think that's possible, but you pretty much have to win out at this point, I would imagine. Yeah, I mean, if we won out, we'd be a one-seat. I don't even think we really? have to win out. If we won out, yeah, we're going to be a one-seat. If we won out and won the SEC tournament, 100%. one seat. Look at who all we look at our our best wins. Three of the teams that have been ranked above is Alabama, Kansas. And we got six losses, bro. And Purdue's got four. UCLA and Bama have got four. Houston's got two. We're not jumping all those teams. What are you talking about? If we won out, talk about Willis. If we won out, we could. I mean, we don't have any chance. We don't have a opportunity for any more marquee wins. We will in the tournament. Then yeah, we got some more marquee wins. In the SEC tournament? Yeah. Who? Well, to win the SEC tournament, you gotta figure we'd have another shot at Bama or we have already established they the committee doesn't take into account the SEC tournament. Oh. Well, we still got Arkansas and Auburn. I don't I don't want to rain on good. your parade, but uh let me dream here, seat. Russ, on a Friday one afternoon. Seat. Damn. I I'm shaking you, man. I'm waking you up. That's there's, there's dreaming, and then there's uh, borderline insanity. You're straddling that line, my friend. That's where I live most of my life for us. It's comfortable. All right, Bear, give me a score for the game tomorrow. I'm going to go Tennessee 65, Kentucky 58. Mm. I'm going to keep it a little bit closer. I'll say uh, Vols 63 to 61 going to be a tight one, I think, uh, tomorrow. I hope Tennessee can pull it out. Voluntary reaction as soon as it's over, about 3 p.m. here. Uh, let's get Roger in here. We, we got a, a minute or two. Roger, you're on the drive. Fan Run Radio. What's up, man? Oh, no, hold up. No, hold up, man. How, how you doing tonight? Doing all right. Thanks, Rog. Well, good. Uh, uh, I just want to ask you, you Bear, uh, how you doing, Bear? Not doing too bad. Well, well good. Uh I want to ask you real quick, Russ, about the game tomorrow. How you feel about the game? How you feel about it? I, I, I've heard uh, I've heard y'all talk about the game, but I just want to ask you how you feel about how you feel about it. How you feel about the game tomorrow, tomorrow, Russ? Tomorrow, it's hard to feel. It's it's hard to say, Raj. I, I think Tennessee uh, has a, a fine chance to win. I think it's going to be difficult. It always is up there. Kentucky, their back is against a the wall. They they are in desperate need of another quality win. So we're going to get their best effort, and Tennessee's going to have to play like they did Wednesday against Alabama. Yeah, you're right. Uh, Bear, how about you, Bear? How do you feel about getting them all, Bear? Right now. So- same exact way, Raj. It's the same, and, and that's what worries me the most is um, Kentucky desperately needs – to beat us tomorrow for their NCAA tournament hopes. So, yeah. Yeah, I hope we win them all. Do you think if we win them all, you think Jerry Palm will get a further after beating Alabama? No, I don't think you're going to move up any. Kentucky's just not that good, and they're not going to. It's not going to be viewed as a you know program changing, season changing win. Roger, out of time, man. Appreciate the phone call. Thank you, Bear. Thank you, Marcus. We've got overtime coming up next. Big thanks to National RX and Jets Pizza for having us out. Have a great weekend. We'll talk to you tomorrow afternoon on Voluntary Reaction. The drive.